0: Day 32, God's Love Letter to You, Acts of the Apostles 4. Peter and John went before the council. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, put them in jail until the morning. But many of the people who heard the message believed it. So the number of men who believed it now totaled about 5,000. The next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, By what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you build is rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred amongst themselves. "'What should we do with these men?' they asked each other. "'We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign "'and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. "'But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, "'we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again.' "'So they called the, the apostles back in "'and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. "'But Peter and John replied, "'Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him?' We cannot stop telling about everything we have heard and seen. The council then threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God, this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than four years. The believers prayed for courage. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all believers lifted their voice together in prayer to God, O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod, Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom anointed you. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats, and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. The believers share their possessions. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt what they owed was not their own, so they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's greatest blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them, because those who earn, owned the land and or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, the one of the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus. He sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles. Genesis 25. The death of Abraham. Abraham married another woman whose name was Keturah. She gave birth to Zimron, Joshkan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Khan was the father of Sheba and Dedan. Dedan's descendants were Aserites, Letushites, and Lemites. Midian's sons were Ephaph, Epher, Hanok, Abida, and Eldah. These were all descendants of Abraham through Keturah. Abraham gave everything he owned to Isaac, but before he died, he gave gifts to the sons of his concubines and sent them off to a land in the east, away from Isaac. Abraham lived for 175 years, and he died at a ripe old age, having lived a long and satisfying life. He breathed his last and joined his ancestors in death. His sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah, near Mamre, in the field of Ephron, son of Zohar the Hittite. This was the field Abraham had purchased from the Hittites and where he had buried his wife, Sarah. After Abraham's death, God blessed his son, Isaac, who settled near Berlahai Roy in Negev. Ishmael's Descendants In the account of the family of Ishmael, the son of Abraham through Hagar, Sarah's Egyptian servant. Here's a list by the names and clans of Ishmael's descendants. The oldest was Neboeth, followed by Kadar, Abdeel, Mibsom, Mishma, Duma, Massa, Hadad, Tima, Jatur, Naphish, and Kadima. These 12 sons of Ishmael became the founders of 12 tribes named after them, listed according to the places they settled and camped. Ishmael lived for 137 years, then he breathed his last and joined his ancestors in death. Ishmael's descendants occupied the region from Havilah to Shur, which is the east of Egypt in the direction of Assur. There they lived open in open hostility toward all other relatives. The births of Esau and Jacob. <clears throat> this is the account of the family of Isaac, the son of Abraham. When Isaac was 40 years old, he married Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel the Armenian from Padam Aram and the sister of Liban the Aramean. Isaac pleaded with the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was unable to have children. The Lord answered Isaac's prayers and Rebekah became pregnant with twins, but the two children struggled with each other in her womb. So she went to ask the Lord about it. Why is this happening to me? She asked. And the Lord told her, the sons in your womb will become two nations. From the very beginning, the two nations will be rivals. One nation will be stronger than the other, and your oldest son will serve your younger son. And when the time came to give birth, Rebekah discovered that she did indeed have twins. The first one was very red at birth and covered with thick hair like a fur coat, so they named him Esau. Then the other twin was born with his hand grasping Esau's heel, so they named him Jacob. Isaac was 36 years old when the twins were born. Esau sells his birthright. As the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter. He was an outdoorsman, but Jacob had a quiet temperament, preferring to stay at home. Isaac and Esau... Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game Esau brought home, but Rebekah loved Jacob. One day Jacob was cooking some stew. Esau arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved, give me some of that red stew. This is how Esau got his other name, Edom, which means red. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn son. Look, I am dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me right now? But Jacob said, First you must swear your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. He showed contempt for his rights as the firstborn. Genesis 26. Isaac deceives Abimelech. A severe famine now struck the land, as had happened before in Abraham's time. So Isaac moved to Gerar, where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants, just as I solemnly promised Abraham, your father. I will cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars of the sky, and I will give them all these lands. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements, commands, decrees, and instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. When the men who lived there asked Isaac about his wife, Rebekah, he said, She is my sister. He was afraid to say, She is my wife. He thought, They will kill me to get her because she is so beautiful. But sometime later, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out his window and saw Isaac caressing Rebekah. Immediately, Abimelech called for Isaac and exclaimed, She is obviously your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? because I was afraid someone would kill her to get her from me, Isaac replied. How could you do this to us, Abimelech exclaimed. One of my people might have easily taken your wife and slept with her and you would have made us guilty of great sin. Then Abimelech issued a public proclamation. Anyone who touches this man or his wife will be put to death. Conflict over water rights. When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted for the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man, and his wealth continued to grow. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. So the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. These were the wells that had been dug by the servants of his father, Abraham. Finally, Abimelech ordered Isaac to leave the country. Go somewhere else, he said, for you have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away from the Jarar Valley, where he set up the tents and settled down. He reopened the wells his father had dug, which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names of Abraham have given them. Isaac's servants also dug in the Gerar Valley and discovered a well of fresh water. But then the shepherds from Gerar came and claimed the spring. This is our water, they said, and they argued over it with Isaac's herdsmen. So Isaac named the well Isek, which means argument. Isaac's men dug the well dug another well but again there was a dispute over it so isaac named it sitna which means hostility abandoning that one isaac moved on and dug another well this time there was no dispute over it so isaac named the place rehoboth which means open space for he said at last the lord has created enough space for us to prosper in this land from there isaac moved to beersheba where the lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival I am the God of your father, Abraham, he said. Do not be afraid, for I am with you and will bless you. I will multiply your descendants, and they will become a great nation. I will do this because of my promise to Abraham, my servant. Then Isaac built an altar there and worshipped the Lord. He set up his camp at that place, and his servants dug another well. Isaac's Covenant with Abimelech One day Abimelech came from Gerar with his advisor, Ahusta, and also Phicol, his army commander. Why have you come here? Isaac asked. You obviously hate me since you kicked me off your land. They replied, we can plainly see that the Lord is with you. So we want to enter a sworn treaty with you. Let's make a covenant. Swear that you will not harm us just as we have never troubled you. We have always treated you well and we sent you away from us in peace. And now look, the Lord has blessed you. So Isaac prepared a covenant feast to celebrate the treaty they ate and drank together. Early the next morning, they each took a solemn oath not to interfere with each other. Then Isaac sent them home again, and they left him in peace. That very day, Isaac's servants came and told him about a new well they had dug. We found water, they've exclaimed. So Isaac named the well Sheba, which means oath. And to this day, that town that grew up there is called Beersheba, which means well of oath. At the age of 40, Esau married two Hittite wives, Judith, the daughter of Biri, and Basmath, the daughter of Elon. But Esau's wives made life miserable for Isaac and Rebekah. Psalm 32 Oh, what joy for those whose obedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight! Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty! When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be be glad, all you who obey Him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure.